0: Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Welcome to The Presence Podcast, episode number 84. I'm Rick, and I'm glad you're here with me on March 24th. For Catholics who pay attention to the saints' calendar, today is a day of particular importance. It was on this date in 1980 that Blessed Archbishop Oscar Romero was martyred as he celebrated Mass in San Salvador, the capital of El Salvador. Once a meek and bookish priest who had close relationships with the rich and powerful in his nation, he was transformed as archbishop as he witnessed firsthand the violence and oppression inflicted by the rich onto the poor. He became a bishop of his people, and he spoke boldly publicly against the government by the rich. It was for this that he was gunned down by a militia connected to the Salvadoran government. For this reason, the date of of Romero's martyrdom, March 24th, is an auspicious day for all things social, or as I prefer to call it, faith-justice-oriented. So I saw it as a good sign that today was the date chosen for the National March for Our Lives. Stay with me here for a few minutes, and I'll tell you how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open today and experienced the presence of God with those thousands in my city alone, who came out on a chilly morning to say enough is enough to gun violence in the epidemic of mass murder from guns. Regular listeners will know that as an educator, I feel very strongly about this issue of gun safety and reducing the 96 deaths of Americans every day because of gun violence. Just a few days ago on Wednesday, I told uh, here on the podcast of how I experienced God's presence when I lobbied our state elected officials with the group... Moms Demand Action, as we went to the Ohio State House. So, of course, I went out today to march with the students and others concerned about this pressing issue. I was pleased that my 14-year-old daughter took an interest in going and proudly made a sign to carry. We got to the site, a good location on the bank of our city's river, with a view of our skyline behind it. And as soon as we got out of the car, though, we realized that we were quite underdressed. My daughter and I went with the let's show off our t-shirts rather than let's bundle up as much as we can. The chill and our lack of preparation for it would become problematic. As we were early, we were able to get close to the stage and right next to where the VIP guests were. I shook hands with one of our U.S. senators and I said hello to our mayor and U.S. congresswoman. Then the speeches and entertainment started. It was good to listen to at first, There were heartfelt memories shared by survivors of gun violence, songs of hope and peace. A doctor spoke about the violence he'd seen from gunshot wounds in his ER practice. As the talking and our standing, listening to it, dragged on, two things became clear. The speakers were preaching to the choir about the need for gun safety and gun regulations to bring this about. We didn't need to be convinced of this. It's why we came out to march. And the second thing was that my daughter was getting colder and more impatient by the moment. I convinced her to stay long enough for me to run into and take a picture with some of the students that I teach. Eventually, though, many in the crowd, which was estimated at six or seven thousand people, got so tired and impatient with the endless talking that they started to march to the state house on their own. My daughter and I began this march, but by then she was so cold and done with the whole event that we headed the opposite direction and walked back to the warmth of our car and then drove back home. I experienced the presence of God in the crowd, the speakers and all who were gathered to stand up for life against the death inflicted by under-regulated guns. Whenever two or three people or two or three thousand people are gathered in faith, hope and or love, God is there in the midst of them. I also felt God melting my sometimes too stubborn heart I wanted to march from the rally to the state house, but my daughter wanted none of it. I've been in these types of situations before with both of my kids. I have an agenda, and I'm not responsive enough to what they need. By the grace of God's presence, I realized that I could put my desires over what my daughter needed, or I could be unselfish and act on her needs at the time. I wasn't happy to leave early, but I knew it was the right thing to do. The marchers didn't need me to make their point, and I would be a selfish hypocrite if I marched to show concern for other kids while being insensitive to my own child. So we left, got warm on the drive home. I was pretty cold outside, too. And I immediately, once we got home, crawled back into my warm bed and got some luxurious rest this early Saturday afternoon. Blessings on the hundreds of thousands who marched today, an estimated 800,000 in Washington, D.C. alone, and may our action translate into meaningful change and lives saved. When have you felt God's presence helping you to put aside your own agenda in order to care for another's needs? Thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.